This episode of the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast is brought to you by the Fun Astrology 101 course. If you'd like to learn the language of astrology in a fun and easy way, go to funastrology.com and check out the 101 course. It's right there on the homepage. Welcome to the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller, along with Robert Glasscock, we are continuing our series that we are almost halfway through with now. Considering Saturn in its transit through Pisces and how it affects each sign, whether it's your rising sign or your sun sign, and today we're going to look at Leo, the ruler of the fifth house, naturally, Leo the lion, get out and roar. So for those of you who have a Leo sun or a Leo rising, or if you're doing readings and you just want to tuck this into your repertoire of information that you might discuss with your clients, this is going to be a great episode. Robert, what about Saturn transiting Pisces and the Lion King? Welcome to real life. Saturn in Pisces in relationship to Leo rising or Leo sun is in the eighth house position. And for everybody on Earth, Saturn in Pisces is a transitional sign. So everybody's lives are in transition of some kind. In Leo's case, this is probably the most I don't know that it's the most important house in the in the zodiac, but it certainly is the most important because it symbolically means for every Leo, no matter their age, they're going through a figurative, and I emphasize the word figurative, death and rebirth experience. And this applies to several le- le- levels. One is financially so that their careers, their work, their vocations, and so on, are undergoing a transition. In some cases, this can be very beneficial. For example, if you lose a job, now Saturn has two more years to go in Leo, in, in Leo, excuse me, Pisces. Uh, it enters Aries in uh, May of 25. So Saturn in Pisces financially for Leo can mean, for example, if you should lose a job, which can happen under this, it frees you to find a better one. Uh, if you're staying in the same job, it will often indicate the possibility of a promotion of some kind, usually with more responsibilities, but also with better income. It can mean if you're reaching a certain age, around 60, you begin to qualify for pensions and Medicare. So this this is a milestone period between now and, and the spring of 25 for all Leos in some way. So financially, it's one thing. Sometimes for Leo people who are thinking about starting their own business, for example, this can indicate securing an important loan of some kind. The same would apply if Leos are thinking about buying property. Saturn in Pisces for Leos says, get real about money and credit and loans and finances. You, and it's a great aspect, actually, to form, say, a limited liability corporation. If you have built a hobby into a stage where it's now ready to become a profession, this could be the year to reap the tax advantages of forming a limited liability corporation. So finances is, is one big area for Saturn and Pisces for Leo. Another big area is, of course, relationships. So your spouse or partner can also be undergoing changes in his or her 
career and financial situation. It can also, this transit of Saturn and Pisces, it can test relationships both positively and negatively. Younger couples may be getting pregnant, having a child, for example. Older couples may have a child or children already, and those children are entering a milestone era for them. They may be they're very young, they may be starting school, they may be graduating high school and moving away and going to college. They may be getting married or starting their own families, so that there are crises, but crises don't have to be bad. Marriage is a big stress. Having a baby is a big stress. They're wonderful, but they're still stressful. So it's a transitional indicator. The third thing with Saturn in Pisces, it sometimes can test relationships and marriages through infidelity, cheating, or the suspicion of cheating. So it's often a test of trust in existing relationships, or even in new relationships, so that there can be a crisis that maybe hits a relationship through which you can both either heal and move beyond and be grateful for learning something about each other's weaknesses and how to overcome those, or the relationship might not survive it. So you can be tested through things like infidelity, a partner's illness, for example, are you a good caregiver? Are you the kind of partner who abandons a loved one when they get sick? It could be a partner's uh, problems with alcohol or drugs, and so on. So on the negative side, that's a possibility there. This is the house of death and rebirth. So many Leos between now and, say, spring of 25 will either figuratively or literally experience the loss of loved ones, including maybe some friends. This can mean not, not literal death necessarily, although it can, but it also mean that your values and those of these loved ones or friends undergo a test in which you realize your values and their values are really not healthy anymore. And so you begin to let them go and begin to create a void in your life to be filled with people whose values are more in harmony with yours. And the same thing goes for married couples who are having, say, financial transitions and crises. Really, it's an opportunity to, to reconnect anew with both of your values. What does he want to do? What does she want to do with their lives? They may seem to be in conflict, but talk those things through so you can begin to find areas where you can come together again and still honor each other's goals and values. And last, it can be sometimes experiencing, say, the loss of parents or grandparents, maybe even the need to help care for them, and so on. The key word always with Saturn is be responsible. And in Pisces, you can be your own worst enemy by trying to escape some very real truths about finances, about loved ones, children, spouses, parents, friends, deep friends, close friends. Be real about those things and don't avo avoid them. And yes, this can sometimes lead to separations and divorces if the two people are no longer compatible, or if one of them is dysfunctional and refuses to do anything about it. But basically, 
for all Leos, whatever crises you go through for these next two years, it's essentially getting rid of or letting go of past negative relationships and negative pursuits of your own to open up to new ones that will carry you forward. Because really, for any Leo, Leo rising, Leo sun, your life is on the rise. These particular two years look critical, but only if you take the short view. If you take the long view, when you come through these next two years, you'll find that this has been a two-year period of refinement in your life. Whether people take themselves out of your life or you push them away so that they're no longer a negative influence on you, it's still refining your life and refining your goals in preparation for further advancement to come starting around the spring of 2025 when Saturn goes into Aries. New starts. And from there on, for the next two and a half years after 25, it's trining your son or your ascendant. So that's a period of growth and expansion ahead. But these two years here may be difficult, may be a little worrisome, may feel pressured or even sad, but it's about refinement. So if you hold that in mind, I think you'll be fine. And you've got a lot, of, a lot to look forward to starting in 25. So this is a sort of clean-up, fix-up period and letting go. Bad habits, drop them. Figure out how to drop them if you're having trouble. Get help if you need to. But drop bad habits. Drop negative associations. Clean the decks in preparation for what comes in 2025. You gave us several good things to platform off of there. While we're on 2025, you talked about that trine, and that's also fire, fire. That's right. <laughs> what do you make of that? I've been using a metaphor in talking with clients that I've been doing here lately of when Elon launches one of these rockets. <laughs> yes. You just can see. I love to watch them. My brother and I go down there when I'm in Florida, and we watch them there. And it's, you know, and really he brings that first stage off after only about like two minutes. It's a very short because they're low orbit they're They don't go very far into space, but it really gives you that metaphor. And especially since they have it down so well, they just know how to launch rockets at SpaceX, that it's that thrust that gets that thing up off the ground, you know, and then here it goes. And then once it's develop the speed that it needs in order to break free, then you can throttle back. But it's that initial thrust. And I just think of Aries and fire. And when you're combining Aries and Leo, that's big fire. That's new projects, new starts, new relationships, new jobs, maybe a move, but it's that thrust to get the thing moving forward and whoa, get it off the ground. That's how I look a, at it. It's a great metaphor and something else fire to fire. This is a very spiritual time for Leos, spiritual and metaphysical. It's a very deep time for them. So they may find themselves vis-a-vis, -vis, say, religion. They may be transitioning away from a religious group or organization that they've been with for a long time because their own souls and their own intellects have absorbed some new ideas and new thoughts, maybe through metaphysics and astrology so that they're beginning to seek higher experiences 
spiritually and philosophically. And those two can become a problem in relationships if the partner does not go along with them or feels threatened by those things. But it's that kind of spiritual and metaphysical growth. And there can also be a lot of creativity under this philosophical change that the hobbies or talents and so on that Leo possesses, they may want to turn those into some form of avocation or secondary income or even an actual business. So there's that inspirational aspect of the fire signs that will be triggered, especially beginning in 2025. But this period we're in now is what's leading up to that, if that makes any sense. So are you including Sagittarius in that as well? We talked about Aries and Leo, but you're including Sag in there as well with a trine itself. Yes, but Sagittarius, the transit of Saturn and Pisces is in their fourth house, so it's a different thing. Yeah, we're not there yet. <laughs> okay, and right. that's a good, we'll, we'll get to that. We're on our way, but I would like to come back to the eighth house because you really painted a lot of characteristics of the eighth house here, weaving it in <laughs> to both Leo and, you know where I'm going with this, right? And I don't know. <laughs> and also Saturn. Well, I just say, from one standpoint, the eighth house is often feared and regarded as death and destruction and a taboo and dark and all of this, and of course ruled by Scorpio, which is my sign, so, right? The black cat hissing. But you really painted some interesting characteristics of the eight that are quite positive. Well, they are, but it is that house, and it is a deep house. And another thing with this transit of Saturn and Pisces is sexuality. Can't get away from it. So yeah, I noticed you omitted that one. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm ready to nail it now. All right, <laughs> so, here we go. <laughs> uh, I just got through with a wonderful weekend with friends, one of whose granddaughters is going through um, – a sexuality and pronoun change, and they're they're fine with it. They're just having a hell of a time with the pronouns and keeping up with those. Uh, she she wants to be non-binary now, and certainly among younger people, there is that element of they don't want to be identified with traditional sexual ident gender identities, and I totally understand it. Older people may be grappling with things like same-sex attractions or other forms of quote-unquote taboo or forbidden sexuality. So it's absolutely got this deep side to it that nobody is comfortable talking about, that Saturn in Pisces can sometimes bring those issues too. Married couples can suddenly discover one or the other one is maybe attracted to somebody of the same sex. How do you deal with that? I know a couple right now, 40 years old, in the 40s, two children. They no longer sleep in the same bedroom because he's gay. Wow. But they're making the marriage work. And he's, guess what, a Leo. So those kinds of things, too, can emerge, or children can suddenly become sexually oriented toward a non-traditional form of sexuality and so on. So this kind of ties in to the possibility of issues of trust and infidelity just in, in uh, traditional kinds of relationships. Those can be there. So there are, but all of that is based on a fundamental change in values. And that's what hit couple, hits couples are. If you're alone and single going into this, it's less of a challenge because nobody else is involved. 
as they are if you're living together or married or have children together. And in cases like that, it doesn't have to be sexuality, but in divorces, for example, divorces can occur under this same transit due to things like alcohol, abuse, infidelity, and then you wind up having custody fights and those sorts of things. But notice the theme underneath it is refinement. Clean up your act. Get real. Be honest. Lying won't get you anywhere. Lying to yourself, most of all. And be responsible. That's, this is all Saturn. Be responsible financially and emotionally and ethically. Well, this has been an amazing walkthrough. Thank you for this and for the extra elaboration there, too, on the 8th House. This is an amazing series. You guys are loving it. People, uh, people really like this series, Robert. They're, we get good comments where they can in YouTube. Um, they, good stuff. Well, thank you. As a Capricorn rising ruled by Saturn, that makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get through the other seven we have to go, right? We'll make it. We're, we're going to do it. We got yes, this. Yes, we will. All right. Well, if you uh, would like to book Robert for a reading, that information is in the show notes. If you'd like to check our Discord channel out where we continue the conversation with ringleader Kristen Lawhead, that's in the show notes. We have our swag shop also where you can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, journals, etc. That's there as well. So check out the show notes for everything going on. We'll see you next time on the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology podcast with Robert Glasscock. Thank you so much for listening. <music>